This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is your response to I'm bored? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Okay, whether it's your kids saying it or maybe you're having the feeling of boredom, what how do you respond to that? What do you say to it? What do you do when you have somebody in the house that's bored? Um and the reason I'm asking is because uh due to a uh do a do 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 a uh do a do do due to a survey. The average American parent has heard their child say, I'm bored six times per day since the beginning of this quarantine and the pandemic. Six times a day. Do you hear that six times a day? All the time. What do you say when your kids say they're bored? Well, I have two responses to it. Okay. The first one is, well, no, I have three responses to it. The first one is, oh, you are? Well, I have some things that you could do. And then suddenly they are no longer bored. Um, it's odd how that works. Hmm. So they haven't figured out that they probably don't do themselves any favors by saying that word out loud. Well, the, it, it was words. It was mostly good until the pandemic. And they really, I mean, to be fair, they're really, because their options are limited. But now they know, right, that if they're bored, I'm going to give them something that will occupy them, but it won't be their favorite thing to do. Yeah. The other thing I will say to them is my other favorite statement, which is only boring people get bored. That's uh, a good one. And then the final thing that I usually say is something along the lines of, well, that sounds like it's your problem, <laughs> which is when I'm at the end of my rope. Yeah. 651-641-1071. What is your response to I'm bored? Um, I don't say that word. So you want to get nailed? Know. That's we've, what I say. We've got a couple of people on the line. When you say I'm bored, I say you want to get nailed. <laughs> Who do we have on the line? Nobody. Jeez. <laughs> you guys are rough today. Molly's on the line. Hi, Molly. Molly, what is your response to I'm bored? Hi, Molly. Oh, hi, girl. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, so this drives like this sends like um, a raging boil to my body. Yes. When this happens. Um, so I just say, okay, then let's pack up your toys and throw them away since you seem to be done with them. Oh, okay. See? Go right for the jugular. I love this, oh. Molly. Thank you for your call because Oprah Winfrey once did this special with a bunch of parents, mostly moms in her audience. And one of the mom's advice, which I still adhere to, is always make your kids think you are one second away from doing something completely crazy like throwing away all of their toys. And she told a story about a time that she literally took a a garbage bag and put all the toys in the garbage bag and brought them out. Went nuclear, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Sometimes you got to do Sometimes that. Sometimes you have to do it because you got to pack a punch. 651-641-1071. What is your response to? I'm bored. Who do we have on the line next, Holly? Sue. Hi, hey, Sue. Sue. Sue, what's your response to I'm bored? My mom always used to say intelligent people are never bored. So true. Or yeah, that is like another like version that of that nice shady way of like don't be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like I said, like my only boring people get bored. Exactly. Thank you, Sue, for your call. Um, by the way, I just saw a sign that I bought for our house that said life is hard. It's even harder if you're stupid. That's all. Who do I we don't have get next? It. What does it mean? <laughs> just means don't be dumb. Don't be stupid. Pretty much, which I is going to be my reminder that you have to pay attention in school, even when you're doing That's it true. in your bedroom. Uh, who's next on the line, Holly? We have Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Jamie, what is your response to I'm bored? Hi, Jamie. My grandma used to be my caregiver, and she used to always say, I thought you were Jamie. That's cute. Oh, that's cute. I love that. <laughs> Did that drive you crazy? Pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. there's a reason I still remember it. Let's see. Yeah, exactly. Because it worked. Thank you for your call, Jamie. I'm bored. No, you're not. You're Bradley. Uh, do we have any other callers, Holly? Oh, well, mama, please. Okay. Um, I will say, I, I don't, I remember having the feeling of boredom as a child, and I think I knew better than to ever say it out loud. Um, as an adult, I wish for boredom. Like, doesn't boredom sound? Yeah, I don't nice? understand. I, I think when you're an adult, you can't possibly be bored because when, uh, if by bored you mean I have nothing to do, I would never couch that in terms of bored. I would call that a nap. Yes. So, like, if I find myself going, well, I don't have to do anything right now. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, because that's how I it's deal with relaxation. Yeah, I don't. I don't ever just sit around going, oh, I'm bored. Usually. I'm too busy arguing with myself over what of the 30 things I have to do I need to, like, actually do, right. and I don't want to do it. Right. Lazy. Like, I could see myself saying I'm lazy, yeah. but I'm never going to say I'm bored. Right? Because there always is something to yeah. do. Uh, who do we have on the line now, Holly? Nobody. Fine. I'm bored. I'm, I'm bored. bored with this topic. Oh, okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show... Uh, we are going to get back to this relationship, I should say, this breakup between Demi Lovato and Max Erich. Is are we saying is his last name Erich or Eric? I've heard Erich, but we'll say you know, Erich. Like with all names, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, but that's yeah. who he is. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about that breakup when we come back after this on my talk one zero seven one. We gotta talk about this Demi Lovato breakup again because she's just released a song, which means we can't stop talking about it. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, yeah, Demi Lovato and Max Erich. Yeah, in fact, um, this publicationship has gone all sorts of directions but it's provided all sorts of opportunities too right like in the midst of all the crazy demi's gotten some additional traction for oh look a new single that just came out dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but the price she's paying as a result i don't know it seems a little too high as far as i'm concerned because this max erich character has gotten real scarich scary real creepy 
spectacular because when you start to reference Jeffrey Epstein to make what? a point, you've kind of lost the room. Okay, wait. So for those of you who don't remember, Demi Lovato and Max Erich were engaged. They fell real fast. If you believe the the tabloid trash, they fell real fast, real hard. Uh, over the quarantine, like, oh, we're spending all our time together. I don't know. Maybe that's true. But whatever. They got engaged. And um, then we heard that there was a breakup through a tabloid. Um, but then we heard from Max Erich over the weekend that, like, he didn't know his relationship had ended. He posted to Instagram saying he learned through a tabloid. And then he weirdly implied um that this was a bad idea for Lovato to end their relationship because he was filming a movie about he about being a pastor and he's a Christian and all that. Remember that? Yep. That was really kind of mm-hmm. strange, right? I mean, so much of it is strange. It's hard to tease out what strange is stranger than the other strange. And by the way, she has kept radio silent for the most part. She started speaking through surrogates to tabloids as well. But in the days since... Erich has continued to post Instagram, uh, making a variety of claims about how they hadn't officially ended. In fact, he said that, I think that was our last conversation, was like, he says they didn't officially end anything, but it's like, dude. Let it go. There are headlines. Yeah. I mean, it's like. (laughs) She wants you to go bye-bye. There's no pulse. She unfollowed you. It's DOA. Bye. Bye. She posted herself without the ring, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. but anyway. As if that weren't bad enough. Um, Teen Vogue reports that sources say Erich's choice to speak publicly on their relationship has further alienated Demi from Max, saying, quote, she's completely embarrassed at the way he's been acting and putting their relationship on blast via social media. She wants nothing to do with him. Sources allege that Max has tried to contact Demi. Well, no bleep, because presumably instead of turning to social media, he could just pick up the phone. Right. If they were engaged, you'd think he'd have her number. One would imagine, but Demi is completely done and doesn't want to see him again at this point. She can't believe she fell into his trap and is really upset over it. Okay, whatever. I don't know what story she's trying to tell us, but here's where things get odder. So on Tuesday, Max um, posts some messages to Instagram. By the way, all these messages like disappear. But thank God for Jezebel and other tabloids mm-hmm. who have done the the duty, the deep to do diligence. We needed their duty mm-hmm. to he sort through all this. Posted duty. messages on Instagram, seemingly implying that Demi Lovato was being abused, and then shared other messages referencing Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. So there's something going on. Page six reports that he posted three separate notes. Uh, notes app screenshots, which respectively read hashtag free de- uh, Demi, free Demetria, because that's her name, hashtag free Demetria from the people that her abused her. What? Okay, so that's Max. Again, he's been shut down and shut out, and he's starting to post this on social. Then we get to Jeffrey Epstein. In another Instagram post, he cryptically refers to Jeffrey Epstein saying, Quotes Jeffrey Epstein, or let me put it this way. They're trying to use Jeffrey Epstein as a verb. Jeffrey Epstein me equals try to silence me for exposing the truth to the world. So essentially he's saying try you're trying to Jeffrey Epstein me. That is, you are trying to silence me for exposing truth to the world. Also, 
Um, I don't know can that I, that's can we, making the point can he we, thinks he's making. Can we talk about what that means? Because what he's implying mm-hmm. is that Jeffrey Epstein was silenced for exposing right. truth to the world. Right. See, no. that's the thing. That's what I'm saying is I think he's got it backwards. Well, from also, what, he's what was to the say. truth that they were trying to silent, silence Jeffrey Epstein? Right? Like, yeah. So you've got details on um, pedophiles or you got details on some other criminals. Right. I mean, that's what you're implying anyway. Then to his Instagram story, he adds, I'm so grateful for social media for it gives a voice to every human being. If used purposely, it shines awareness on the things that need to be addressed. No. I'll be posting on here for updates every few hours with pics in case people try to Jeffrey Epstein me. Hey, by the way, none of these posts remain on social media. Mm-hmm. And if you go to his social media now, there's a bunch of stories about, you know, he's doing this film again, and this uh, God, Jesus, pastor, man, woman, house film. And he gives a shout out to his alleged attorneys. On his Instagram stories. And Joel Osteen? Yeah. Okay. Something's going on with this person, and it's not healthy. So if I were Demi Lovato, I would be encouraging people to run. Well, and I think... Toward her to save her. Right? I I mean, it's interesting that he's hashtag save Demi Lovato, because I think the rest of us are like... Girl, you are also been saved. How do we know that he? This is a little concerning. I mean, what about his Instagram has already given us pause? Well, he has uh, posted some messaging that is consistent with a problematic group that uh, some people are aware of, and conspiracy theory. Yeah, I would say uh, one that gets real political real fast. So I don't want to talk about it, but also disturbing if you Google it. So, and if you want to do your own homework, just do your own homework, go to his Instagram feed and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so this already gives us pause about this character. And then you add to that the stories about Max Erich, um, kind of being like borderline stocky or, or at least just like super fanning over certain celebrities. And then he ends up dating a celebrity like now. We could play devil's advocate here and say maybe this is just an attempt by Demi to, like, you know, make this guy look real bad so she can, like, dump him and move on or something. I don't know. Right. I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt here, but at least from all the tabloid tea leaves, um, it indicates to me that perhaps this character is not... Like, when you start... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts quoting or 
identifying with Jeffrey Epstein to make a point. I feel like you've lost the room. Well, and that what I think yeah. she's doing that's so great is she's just not saying anything at all. And as my yeah, and you know, my mother would always say, you know, give people enough to just show who they are, which is what he's doing just beautifully, right? He's the one that is narrating the story in a disjointed kind of unhinged manner on his own social media and she's just over there like hey guys i dropped a single about a breakup so have a good day thanks bye she's not gonna add fuel to the flame he's gonna just tell the story that makes him look strange also let this just be a reminder to anybody personal experience included here i can share my own uh wisdom from this perspective when you're newly sober because she's newly sober right yeah i mean in the last year yeah i I think she's been through a couple relapses but yes she's newly sober the general rule of thumb from people who've walked through similar paths in life is that perhaps a relationship is the last thing you should be focusing on right now and I gently would just offer that piece of advice. No doubt she's heard that advice before, so this is not news to her. But they they don't generally give you that advice for no reason. Right, right, right. And I think that that was part of the concern that people had very early on with how quickly this moved ahead to an engagement. Um, I think people sort of said, like, okay, proceed with caution, and that's why I think it had to have been somebody, some trusted individual in her camp that was like, Demi, you in trouble, girl. Yeah, I hope she's got somebody like that. Yes, me too. <sighs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. We're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Uh, the celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And uh, we have a name for them. That name is Zebag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag I'm of the day. Who's your name? Oh my gosh, it's Tyra Banks. Oh, not she, her again. What's she doing now? Our girl is really feeling defensive about people's critique of her work as the oh. uh, host of Dancing yeah. with the Stars. Okay, so what it's do we hard. always say about trolls? Don't feed them. Don't feed the trolls, mm-hmm. but she is... This is how you know something is getting to her. So she said... To Us Weekly after uh, the Monday episode, this past Monday, of um, Dancing with the Stars. She says, quote, every host messes up. It's just normal. It's live TV. If it wasn't live, there would be no mess ups. She said, uh, if she said I would mess up and I, well, she said back when she did America's Next Top Model, she says, I would mess up and then I would tell my editors to leave it in because that's what makes things human and makes things live. If I didn't want to mess up, if I wanted to be perfect, I know how to do that. There's a very um, clear way as a host that you just 
read the words um, and then you're perfect and you know exactly what? how to do that. But when you're relaxed and you keep it real, the mess ups happen. And the producer um, in me knows that even though she's not done what? yet, even though somebody might be like, oh, my gosh, you're messing up. It's live. It's real. And it's better than being a doll. I know what? how to read a prompter. She's still going. Um, I know how to read a prompter perfectly. But breathe? I also know. But I also skip around prompt the prompter to make it as real as possible, no. knowing that when you skip around the prompter, oh. you're going to mess up and it's just normal and it keeps it anyone Mm-mm. real she's done now it's hell but it's natural it's hell but it's natural um okay so tyra dear mm-hmm. so ms banks um honey honey you know i just think that was a lot of words for like i'm human like if you don't like it don't watch I mean, like, I don't have time for this. Like, first of all, what was the context of this? When did she offer this? Somebody asked her a question. An interview with Us Weekly after the show. Okay. You know, who knows what the question was because I didn't actually watch it because I don't. I don't. She just can't. You can't. I can't. I don't have time for the questions. Thank you. Only the answers. Thank you. I wanted to read the report of the report (laughs) and get on with my life. I don't care. I don't care. Um... Because what I would say is, like, I think what she's trying to say is, like, I'm human and, like, I'm not, con- I, I don't really care about coming off perfect. So if, if that's not for you, I'm sorry. I don't know. Like, you could have said that in four words and not sounded so defensive because every, every word that you just spit out at me just sounded like some weird justification for why, like, you read the teleprompter out of order so that you seem more real it's like what? so bizarre it's so what? bizarre and I, my favorite part is if i wanted to be perfect i know how to do that what what, what does perfect mean like <laughs> like knows? again some people might appreciate what you did and some people might not appreciate what you did guess what i would do to them you see what i'm doing right that's now some, that's some people call that the bird yeah. It's the word. I would show up <laughs> next week and be like, hey, guys. Birds flocking. Birds for all y'all. Birds flocking everywhere. Like, I don't care. I mean, thank you. Sit on your couch and, and tell me how to do my job. I really appreciate that effort you just put in. Right? Like, I don't care. Right. Yes, sure. I'm sure on some level you have a bad day and you read something and it throws you into irrational fits. And then your partner has to look at you and be like, Okay. All out I go. Right? Like, everybody understands how that feels on occasion to be defensive when you don't need to be. But somebody needs to correct you and put you on a right plane of thinking because otherwise you end up in a position where you end up looking even more defensive. And that, guess what that does? Nothing is real and everyone smokes. It's blood in the water for more trolls. Oh, see, that's like yeah. us. We just showed up and ate her lunch. Yes, we did. But see, and this is the thing. I mean, this is what I'm realizing about Tyra in the last two weeks. Everything we've heard from her has been, she is like, what is the thing that eats itself? What is the it's name of that? called an herboros or an herboros. Yes. She's that. Because the snake that's eating its tail. Yes. So she even on the show, everything turns back to Tyra. Sorry, I just threw a pen. I was so mad. Um, everything turns back to Tyra. And then even after the show, the only thing she can talk about about the show is her performance on the show and what people think about her performance on the show. And it's like, 
you are so far up your own rear end. Oh, my God. Sorry, that was really loud. She's so far up her own rear end, she's appearing out of her own mouth at this point. Euroboros. Euroboros. Thank you. I don't think you, the listeners that's could so hear that. That's so mean. But... I can't believe you're calling me a Boris. Euroboros. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's a circular symbol depicting a snake, yes. or less commonly a dragon, ja- dragon swallowing its own tail. Quite the talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some videos. Okay, that's enough. Uh, I just feel bad for her in that way uh, because that's like just a celebrity thing. And I'm sure the, that's like when the celebrities, like they go home at night and they go, nobody really understands what it's like to be the target of criticism like this. Ugh. I mean, everybody does. Nobody likes to be criticized. No, it's not. That's fun. a human thing. It's true. Totally understandable. So that's when you take a bath and you eat a pint of ice cream, and then you know you take a big schlump, and uh, you, you call feel it better. A Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> what a nice schlump. <laughs> Who's your d bag? Oh, family? I get a d bag today. Okay, Yay! good. Every day, Brad. Mine, Every day. mine is. Thank you, universe. Mine is um, a publicationship. What? Yay! <laughs> because I can't stop with publicationships lately. That's all there is. Uh, Hake. What's a Hake? That is a Brooks Lake and a Julianne Huff. These guys, you guys, I am at my limit. I think I'm at my limit. I think I'm at my... Now? I don't care. I don't care. But yet I'm drawn to it. Another Us Weekly exclusive. Julianne Huff and Brooks Lake are giving it another shot three months after Split. Mm-hmm. So then I head over to Us Weekly because I'm a glutton, glutton for, for punishment. punishment. Back on! Julianne Huffs and Brooks Lake are given their marriage a second chance. That's what sources exclusively reveal in the new issue of Us Weekly. Julianne and Brooks are giving things another shot. They both... Actually, it's like this. Julianne Huff and Brooks are giving things another shot. They both don't... I'm reading off of a piece of paper because that's what I was told to say because I'm a press person for mm. these two people. <laughs> They've both done a ton of soul searching, had plenty of time and space to reflect, and ultimately concluded there's so much love to let. There's so much love there to let. To, there's too much love there to let it go. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Hey, about Brooks. That. I know we've spent the last three months apart, but I want you to know there's so much love in my heart left. We should tell the tabloids we're getting back together. That's totally believable. Thank you for wasting. Three months of my life, you fools. I w- can I just can I just look at the bright side of this? They, no, they've been how just, dare they've you? Been a lovely distraction. You, excuse for me. Sorry. How dare you show up to my doo doo fest <laughs> with a diaper? With a diaper. Yeah. Take your desitin when and get I'm out of here. <laughs> the monkey at the zoo flinging my poo. How dare you try to? Catch, catch it, it and recycle it or compost it or whatever. Anyway, um, this is simply just the two of them doing what we said they were going to do all along. Yeah. I mean, how long? But I do. Okay. Here's the silver lining in the poo cloud. If there is one. We were right. We saw there it There is coming. always a silver lining in the poo cloud. We saw this coming. You guys, for those of you not paying attention. When these two split, it wasn't very long before we were like, this doesn't smell right because all I keep hearing... This poo cloud does not (laughs) smell right. Because all I keep hearing is that, you know, like they're not doing... They're not pulling the trigger on the divorce. And then you'd get these little whiffs. Mm -hmm. 
from the poo cloud, right? <laughs> like, oh, they're going to talk to each other? Oh, they oh, still they miss each other? They're going swimming together? Oh, look. One of There's them is st- with the couple's dog. But wait, there's more. There's still some lingering doubts and issues they need to work through, including Julianne's desire to still have freedom when she needs it, and Brooke's need for reassurances that she doesn't have one foot out the door. Okay, did they talk about, did they talk to the therapist? (laughs) I mean, seriously, that is, you've got to think I'm stupid. If you're the one that's publishing that, you must think I'm dumb. Somebody find me a phone number for these people, because I have questions. Mm -hmm. Can you be on his manly conversation? I feel like he, he, you, think? If, you know what? We should invite him on our show yes. to promote his podcast. Yeah. But then, like, sandbag him. Because we'd be so good at that. We're all talking no action, you guys. Yeah, because you know, when all is said and done, it makes, makes good, good toast. toast. You know, we could just be like, hey, tell us about what men think. You know, Colleen's really curious. Yeah, I don't know what men think. And then he'll be like, yeah, it's just like men, we do the things and we're way more thoughtful than you realize. And we have a lot of feelings and we hurt. And then and then I'll pin him to the wall and be like, oh. tell us all about your public relations. Yeah, uh, who's talking to, to us <laughs> weekly? <laughs> that I you? want names. Is that you? <laughs> Is it? Is it? Is it? And then I'll get like a spotlight. No. Then he'll start to sweat. Take your shirt off. Oh. Oh. No, but seriously, (laughs) I have questions and he needs to answer them. She does too. She doesn't get off scot-free. No. You know, she's been air humping massage beds for far too long on my dime. Thank you. (laughs) Do you you ever think about the fact that we know more about the relationship of Brooks Lake and Julianne Huff than we probably do about our own relationships that yes, we actually it's live true. It's hundred percent true. They're taking it step by step, enjoying each other's but company. See, here's the other thing: they're laborious too. Um, <laughs> they're laborious. What's it called? Aborous? No, I think that's like. Isn't that the like royalty yeah, at the you're ice right. castle? What's it called? Or Arboris or the Northern Lights? They're Yerba, that too. You're Robora. You're hold they're on. That. They're that thing too. Because you're a Boris. Thank you. You're a Boris too. It's you're a Boris. I know. They're a Boris <laughs> hey, too. You're a Boris. Because here's why: they are f- like they have successfully fed their own story to the point that like to your Bradley, you've reached the I don't care stand because they've needed Cookies. no thank you. They've needed no more oxygen than the oxygen that they're blowing all over this. Yeah, turd fire. Because, <laughs> because of the, they and the thing about it that the the mind blowing thing about it is that in their minds they're like people want to know. No, but yes, but, but now, no. Yeah, it is the bag on our metaphorical porch of popular Thank culture you. that is flaming, and they want us to step on it they're to put it poo. out, and then they're we the do in our porch and then we bag get poo on, on our, our soul on our shoe. Metaphorical soul. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you may have wondered, how is Saturday Night Live going to come back live in the middle of a pandemic? Well, I have the answer for you. And it will change your life forever. And if you're like me, it might make you a little mad. We'll talk about it when we come back on My Talk 107.1. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. So remember when we went, when we started our stay home orders, uh, Saturday mm-hmm. Night Live came back and it did these like interesting Zoom shows. Uh, yeah. The first one was like 
pretty good. And then they got even better. And we were like, okay, well, they've done some creative stuff. Well, they're they're coming back, actually. They're coming back next week for their next season. With like a live audience, though, right? With a live audience. And this uh this this weekend it will star Chris Rock as the guest host and Megan the Stallion as the musical guest. It will be in front of a live studio audience. I'm Bradley Trainer. And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And, you know, th- this is something we're seeing a little bit happen. Um, in fact, we saw, I believe we saw it last night. Uh, if you watched the presidential debates, what? there was, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have mentioned that that happened. What? The what? residential schmidates. Oh, oh, yeah, that. Um, I don't know what that is. There, were, there was a live studio audience, and they were all masked, and they'd all had uh, tests. Well, that's what SNL is doing. You will show up, if you've been selected to be in the audience, you will be required to take a mandatory COVID-19 test upon arrival at the studio. I'm assuming that's like an instant test of it some is. kind? It is. It is a self-administered lower nasal antigen test uh, with results yielded before the show. Oh, wow. Fancy. I know. What, to which I say, where can we get some of these? I feel like they're just around the corner, and I don't know. I've been meaning to do the do- due diligence. You've been meaning to do Do-do, the due diligence? The due diligence. I don't know. Can you test that for COVID? Actually, you can, you can because I saw a story about that at the U, right? They're uh, looking at, at doo-doo. At a university, they were able to to contain an outbreak by um, you know. paying attention to the sewer well, system. And I th- yeah, they're, me- they're measuring over at the U, the doo-doo flows. Are they? Yeah. Um, the U-doo? So the, the moral of the story is I've been meaning to find out if um, these rapid tests are going to expand um, or be expanded in terms of like our access to them, because to your point, it would allow us to do a lot more than we're capable currently of doing. Right. 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 And with peace, at of least mind. with confidence and peace of mind. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think about as the holidays draw nearer, you know, this is a way that that people can maybe um, feel like they can safely spend time together in bubbles that aren't their regular family bubble. Yeah, absolutely. Um in any case, so that they will be wearing masks, though. So that's an interesting thing, too, right? Because sometimes, not often, but sometimes they do pan the audience on Saturday Night Live. And what you will see is a lot of smizing, uh, not a lot of... I have found that to be, like, one of the most interesting, like, things that uh, I've experienced throughout this experience. Oh, is trying to smile at somebody? Well, just trying to read people from their eyeballs alone. Yes. It's a weird... In fact, actually... Because I'll do this, like, you know, like, this is a hello. Yeah. Okay, what he's doing is... Raising my eyebrows. Shaking his eyebrows. Um, I did... I just... It just happened. I just passed somebody in the hallway here, and I smiled under my mask. And I wonder, does it look like I'm smiling? If you... Or does it look like I'm... You know, who knows? Are my smiley eyes, like, actual crusty glares? I don't know. I do love the fact that I don't have to show my, like, face to people. 
Like I can literally be making any face yeah, at them and they true. have no idea. Or like I talk, do you, t- I talk to myself sometimes or I mm. move my mouth. No, I mean, while they can I'm, still hear you. No, no, no. But I move my mouth while I'm walking. Like I'm having imaginary conversations. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it that sounds, sounds weird. Really weird. But um, be, I do like to stick my tongue out at people yeah. or just like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, that's okay. super creepy. So all I was doing was having imaginary conversations. Not I don't do that. That would be kind of hilarious. So if you're like, people. "Hey, <laughs> so gross," that'd be hilarious. In any case, they so yes, they They're will like, be. Sir, your mask is not on. I can see you sticking your tongue out at me. Um, I will also say I do understand why they feel like it's important to have a live audience for Saturday Night Live because so much of what they do on that show, the audience is kind of another cast member. Um, Having the laughter and the live energy of the audience is important to how that show kind of turns out. And we've seen, I mean, what was it? What show was it? Was it? Ellen, where they were piping? No, because they have actual laughter. We've been watching shows, though, where they're piping in laughter, and it's very bizarre. It's a very strange, surreal, not very um, genuine experience. So it'll be nice to see that little slice of normalcy. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take some time. I think the next, I would say, gosh, I don't know, and why am I speaking with any authority on the issue? Because I have none. But uh, I just feel like we're entering a phase now where we're going to be doing weird dances. And Mm. the thing that'll be hard to remember is that not everybody's able to do the same dances. Right. You know what's interesting about the canned laughter on TV is that it's always existed, but it's just our awareness of the canned laughter. Because even during programs that are reported to be live recordings, like something like America's Got Talent or any other reality competition series, that laughter and applause is manipulated by producers. Yeah, it's like pumped up. Yeah, it's like pumped up or edited in a certain way. And that, for the most part, people are comfortable with that. But when you know mm-hmm. and you are aware mm-hmm. of the weird canned laughter and applause. It just feels so out of place. It feels out of place. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bradley, man. are you getting ready to play something? I can tell when Bradley has... A- <laughs> There it is. Oh. I can tell when Bradley has a little trick up his sleeve because he gets real serious <laughs> and his entire focus shifts over to a special soundboard that he has spent a lot of time putting together. Yeah, curating. Yeah. Not even just putting together. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, no, you know, I was just I really, looking to see if we had laughter. Can we just use that all the time when we think we're being funny? I mean, I'm fine with that. I got to put it on the thing now. Oh, gotta so put it on my bar. Uh, this takes a lot of time. I'll have to do that at the break. Uh, other things to look forward to or to know about the the upcoming season of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Jim Carrey has been confirmed to be playing the role of Schmo Ryden, who. Schmo Ryden? Well, I, you know, we're, we don't do politics. Oh, so God. I, don't know I, I, like, I know I haven't watched a lot of Saturday Night Live lately, but I don't remember the character <laughs> Schmo Ryden. Yeah. It's a takeoff on the Three Stooges. Yes, exactly. I'm Schmo Ryden. Anyway, so we'll see Jim Carrey popping up in, uh, in the next season of Saturday Night Live. And thank you. Maya Rudolph will be playing the role of Ramala Maris. And... Um, so ride the ride and Maris ticket. Uh, so there you go. That's what that's, that's all you need to know.
Hey. Low ride. <laughs> How did you have that so quickly? That was me. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that Bradley... Like, I got you a present, okay. you jerk. <laughs> okay, that's... Okay, that's more that Bradley aggressive. Speed. She really gets was. real aggressive. <laughs> what else does she have to say right now? Where in the world is crispy golden tan mom? She's Somebody's probably... following me. It's really kind of creepy. It's true. Ooh. Probably us. Might want to call the authorities. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, have you ever heard of Booyah? <laughs> Seriously. Booyah! <laughs> no, like the food food yah. It's a food. I thought it booyah. was a drink. No, it's not a drink. It's like a soupy thing. Stewy okay. soupy well, thing. We'll get to the bottom of that after this bottom on my booyah. talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.